0: Blog Talk Radio. Today is Monday, November the 9th, 2015, and as always, I'm your host, John Hansen. And as we do each and every Monday over these virtual airwaves of the Blog Talk Radio Network, we bring to you Buyer's Meeting Point's Kelly Barner with a great audio excerpt. And this week, here's the question. Can you apply outsourcing best practices to improve the performance of your internal procurement group? Well, have a listen and let's find out.
1: Thank you, John. This week, our guest audio excerpt is from a recent ProcureChange webinar on applying outsourcing best practices to improve the performance of your internal procurement group. In this event, ProcureChange founder, Phil Eidson, walked through 10 best practices, but he focused in depth on three, putting formal statements of work in place, investing in governance, and working through stakeholder level planning. I have to admit, I was surprised to hear governance in his top three. But it's probably because I think of governance as nothing more than the boring rules that make sure everyone stays on the straight and narrow. If you're anything like me, when governance comes up, your shoulders probably slump, your eyes glaze, and you suddenly feel tired. But Ibsen's governance is not the starched, itchy collar you might be thinking of. It's a highly strategic, actionable part of an overall procurement program. And after we hear him provide an overview of the three levels of governance, I'll tell you what I think is the reason why. Let's listen.
0: Well, the concept is three different levels of governance. Um, the first being an executive oversight level. So that's really uh, CPO level, stakeholder executive, um, plus any relationship leads that you've assigned. And it's looking at high level performance. Um, making sure that there's alignment, making sure that objectives are shared, and it continues to tweak the um, the vision of the governance group, but also the, um, the shape of the procurement partnership to make sure that it continues to remain relevant. The second level is more of a program management uh, level meeting, and this is on a monthly basis. And that's where you uh, can have executive attendance, and that is really dependent upon the size and scale of your company. And you bring finance into the mix for that, too. This is more of a performance review, so you're looking at metrics, you're looking at status to targets, um, and what are the key roadblocks that need to be removed, Uh, most probably on a project-by-project basis, to make sure that procurement is well-positioned to execute on the shared vision that you have with your stakeholder group. And the third level is a, um, a weekly meeting, and that's attended by just the relationship leads. Uh, and when I talk relationship leads, I mean you know who you've assigned to be the point of contact for that stakeholder group. And that can be the category manager, or uh, the buyer, or it can be uh, a manager or director level, just depending on how you have that relationship scoped and somebody on the other side of the table. So who's, who is it within your stakeholder group um, who is responsible for managing the relationship with procurement? And if there isn't a single person, then um, I, you know, I would really encourage you to push to get a single point of contact who has really a responsibility for uh, enabling the stakeholder group or the business unit to get the most out of the procurement organization.
1: I recently interviewed Idson about procurement as a service and what role it plays in today's spend management programs. One of the points that came up is how you approach procurement differently when you are a consultant rather than a practitioner in a company. I've done both, and I found that the pressure to perform as a consultant by far surpassed the pressure as a direct employee. I was no less conscientious or hardworking as an employee than I was when I was a consultant, but the expectations and circumstances certainly were different. My performance incentives were different, and the compensation program was different. How is that relevant to governance? Well, if you're going to take advice from anyone on governance, take it from a guy who's been a consultant, a consumer of procurement outsourcing, and who is now a provider of procurement outsourcing. His governance program is based on making sure his engagements meet expectations on both sides. There's nothing theoretical about it. One of the interesting looks at governance that he provided a little into the webinar talked about a company that set up a procurement board, which included most of the C-level execs. The board made an investment in procurement by funding their headcount and resources. In return, procurement was accountable to the board for delivering the agreed-upon results. You end up with a structured but action-oriented cycle that gives and takes as necessary. For that company, the board serves as their level two governance, which as Eidson explained in the excerpt, is for comparing results against performance metrics and clearing roadblocks. Action. It isn't a rubber stamp gripe session. These meetings are for making sure that the cycle of investment and accountability is able to continue unabated by deliberate or circumstantial obstacles. You're not going to bring about meaningful results without change. And, in many cases, the level of change required is directly proportional to the anticipated savings or increases in efficiency. So more results expectations means more change. An effective governance structure anticipates this. Actually, governance exists because there is bound to be resistance to change. It's a fine line between the boring compliance-type governance I described a moment ago. This is about identifying opportunities and problems at the project program, and overall or executive levels, and making sure the right people know about them and are motivated to act or improve the situation for the better. Do you have a governance program in place? Is it action-oriented or just a dusty plan for rules enforcement that sits on a shelf collecting dust? What structure do you have in place for regularly engaging executives and stakeholders to make sure procurement is able to achieve the goals they have been given? And is it time for a change? If you have any thoughts or questions about the excerpt or my commentary, you can reach me directly on Twitter at BuyersMeetPoint or on LinkedIn or by visiting BuyersMeetingPoint.com.